Hi, welcome to Heavy Collision Podcast, Season 2, Colin, Deepening the Contradictions. Before we get started with today's debate uh, on our lists, I'd like to thank our sponsor, The Third Wheel, Canberra's premier dating service. Um, Tim, are you over 35 and coming out of a heartbreaking or uh, tumultuous relationship? And from Canberra, of course. Uh, I'm not, but Neil Henry is. Oh, that's pretty soon. Poor old Neil Henry. So, Neil, if you're listening... Uh, and you want to get into a better relationship than the one with Jared Hayne, <laughs> get onto our friends at The Third Wheel. Uh, they'll look after you. Also, I'd like to thank Henry and Grace and Pico Brew Tea. Keep up that great work. Here it is. Season 2, Episode 2. How are you, mate? Thanks, buddy. I'm really good. Good to be here. Excellent. All right, so um, today is pretty exciting, an exciting list for the two of us. Um, it's one close to our heart. Uh, Tim, I gave you this list 24 hours ago to our loyal listeners. We're going to call this week's list the Queen Bee and All-Stars or there's something in the water, All-Stars. <laughs> so for a bit of background... Um, Queanbeyan is a town outside of Canberra. Most of you know that because you're all from Canberra, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and Queanbeyan notoriously has unbelievable amounts of professional rugby, rugby league, cricket, squash. It's known around the world as the City of Champions. Yeah, City of Champions. So some of the best ever footballers and people at their athletes or whatever are from Queanbeyan. So I put it to Tim that we could come up with a 13, a rugby league 13 man team from Queanbeyan that would be excellent so the Queanbeyan All-Stars the challenge was to create a team from another country town or another town from with what do we say 40,000 people or yeah. less yeah population less than Queanbeyan's yeah so population less than Queanbeyan uh, to field a 13 person rugby league team to compete probably not beat Queanbeyan because Queanbeyan is unbelievable uh, but to compete with them so, hence, the Queanbeyan All-Stars, or there's something in the water, All-Stars. Um, Tim, I think so we should go... So, just on the name, just quickly. So, Queanbeyan's got two rugby league teams. I think the Blues and the Kangaroos. So, we could call them either the Blue Kangaroos or something different. Well, the or the Kangablues. Kangablues. I was thinking when I think Queanbeyan, aside from it being filled with champions, my number one memory always always eating a lot of jam donuts at the Carabar shops with my grandparents. <laughs> yep. So I was thinking we could call this team the Queanbeyan Jam Donuts. I love it. Okay. That's I'm, my contribution. I'm all in. Yeah. And, um, you know, people, you probably can figure it out, but uh, I'm a, my voice is a bit more gruff and uh, tough than Tim. <laughs> I actually spent a year living in Queanbeyan as a child while Tim was out <laughs> flaunting about in uh, Randwick. So um, this one's close to our heart, uh, as we said. So I think we should start off by listing the Queanbeyan 13. Actually, we've got a Queanbeyan 18. Plus, yeah, plus a traveling reserve. Traveling reserve, traveling reserve is Brad Haddon, nice. former wicketkeeper for Australian cricket team. Uh, we've also got um, trainers and support staff, so we'll get to them. So I think um, we'll do it forward pack first, then back line. How does that sound? Perfect. All right. So our starting props are Glenn, Raz- Glenn Lazarus and Brent Kite. Amazing. Can I just stop you there? Yep. My number one claim to fame in footy is playing rugby against the Queanbeyan Whites with Brent Kite in the team for many years. <laughs> he probably on balance got the better of me. Like we used to mark up. So back in the day, he used to play in the centres. And I've got like electric pace. Um, <laughs> but he was pretty good. But I'd like to think that the kind of big shots I put on him over the years and general kind of mental dominance toughened him, toughened him up for origin. Okay. So that's that's just, probably yeah, I'm sure that's probably right. So then so yeah, two props are kangaroo props, one yeah. of whom played against me a lot as a youth, so that's tough and And one of whom resembles you a lot in Glen Lazarus. <laughs> um so our starting hooker is Matt Henjack, who famously crashed our sister's eighteenth birthday party. <laughs> uh also and our second row is David Ferner and Trevor Thurling. People might not know Trevor Thurling, but he one time scored four tries playing for the Canberra Raiders against Penrith. He was pretty electric. He got he done for drink sh- driving. <laughs> so I think he used to actually shout Queenbeard every time he scored. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Okay, and our starting lock is Terry Campisi. That's a good pack. So just recap, you've got like maybe the best rugby league prop of all time, 
Yeah. You've got a kangaroo prop and a state of like a regular state of origin player. You've got a, a wallaby hooker. So a wallaby halfback who's wallaby. playing hooker. You've got a kangaroo grand final winning second row yeah. inferno. You've yeah. got fringe raiders. Fringe raiders player for crowd yeah. favourite. And a crowd favourite origin and and kangaroo uh, lock. And pre this is like pre knee injury. Oh yeah, so I should have I should have said that. This that this is a historic team. We're taking everyone at the peak of their powers. Um, so, so we're not taking Glenn Lazarus in the Clive Palmer party. It's no. more like when he was playing for the, yeah. the Broncos. So yeah, Terry Tempezi pre-first knee injury. Um, all right, so in the back line, we, why don't we start with um, halfback? Or do yeah. you want to start with... So, no. got, so playing at halfback is Ricky Stewart. Playing 5'8 is Matt Gitto. Also crushed Aaron's yeah. 21st. <laughs> yep, good. There's a, there's a running thread. I think, I think Ricky Stewart's actually from Captain's Flat. But we've counted him for this. Totally. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. He's not the only stick in this team. I'll get to that later. Uh, so, our wingers... Uh, oh, so our centres are Anthony Fianga, who played for the Wallabies uh, a bunch of times and has played for the Reds and the Brumbies. Matthew Wood, who was a Raiders legend in the late 80s, early 90s. So, he was like one of those guys who was... A really awesome player in a team where he played centre and the starting centres were like Mel Meninga and Ruben Wiki, like champions of all time, but he would like come in and he was always good. Yeah. So proper... One, one grand final, like yeah. two grand finals probably, the first two. Yeah. Our wingers are the Prince of Queanbeyan himself, Robbie Coleman, and current Australian Sevens player, Lewis Holland. Uh, and fullback is David Campisi. So probably the best back Australia's ever produced in rugby union. Oh, I don't know. The... Based on the weekend, Curtis yeah. Rona and <laughs> Samu Karevi would be in the conversation. Yeah, so that's a pretty epic team. And on the bench, we have Ippolito Funukatao, who's a Wallaby. Colby Fianga, who plays a bunch, has played for five years or so as, uh, in Super Rugby. Jack Lamb, who's played 20-something games for Samoa, a bunch of games for um, one of the... Jack Lamb teams. was like a guy who was playing club rugby in Canberra and didn't get picked up by the Brumbies and then went to New Zealand... And kept Artie Savia out of the team and now plays for Smile. He's just a weapon. Yeah, pretty good player. Uh, and then we have Brad Haddon as, as a, oh, so Sayafianga, twin of Anthony, and also many time Wallaby uh, as our 17. And Brad Haddon again as 18. Brad Haddon would, I reckon, low center of gravity, good hands, be like a distributive dummy half. Yeah, also a good locker room presence. I think he probably kept good that, leadership. Good leadership. Um, so we have a trainer. Um, which is Joe Jeniak. <laughs> Joe Jeniak, famously the trainer of Takeover Target. Also has a good eye for talent. Good eye for talent. A true like guy who could mould a, a Queen Bean Battler into a world champion. Yep. Uh, the team bus driver is Mark Webber. Not the team bike rider. Didn't he break his arm when he went bike riding? One of those Tasmanian things? Yeah, that yeah, was pretty... Yeah, so stay off the bikes, Mark. Uh, and George Lazenby, a one-time or two-time uh, James Bond, is in the team as the lead stick man. Sorry, Ricky Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and takeover target is the team mascot. That's pretty good. That's a good team. George Lazenby. This just shows how much heart Queenbean people have. It's just a regular battler from Goulburn and Queenbean who got selected to be James Bond and did one and then declined to do the next one. Yeah, and was he never heard yeah. of again. <laughs> never heard of again until the Queenbean All Stars or the, the Queenbean Jam Donuts. <laughs> Um, yeah, so... So if you recap, there's like a, t- a town with like 35,000 people that their all-time team has got like... Um, the back line's pretty small and jinky, but you think you've got like... David Cambese's maybe the second best rugby union winger of all time. Definitely Australia's best ever outside back, probably. Mm-hmm. Matt Giddo, Wallaby champion, 100 games. Ricky Stewart, like Hall of Fame halfback. Glenn Lazarus, best prop ever. You know, David Ferner, stack of grand finals and kangaroo tours and things like that. Yeah. David Ferner probably wouldn't be the coach. <laughs> no. That's why we've got Joe Janiak. That's why we've got Joe Janiak who, you know, and Joe Janiak will, will crack the whip. Oh, yeah. And, and early in the morning. Yeah. Time, it'll make it hard to muck up. Yeah. Because he'll be doing training at And you also know that, like, when this team makes it to the, whatever that game is that they play in England every year, that they, if you finish in the top four, <laughs> that they'll um, that they'll definitely have to play a give and take over target around at Ascot for like yeah, fifteen exactly. years until it could barely move. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's a pretty good team. So that's the base. So that sets the standard. It's gonna be hard to beat. I think it's gonna be impossible to beat, which leads us pretty nicely into our thought process that we went into creating our own or finding a team that could compete with it. Um, so 
I guess we went through, I went through a certain process. I'd be interested to hear what you went through because I think there was a, there was a fair few hoops that we had to jump through to figure out places that were eligible, um, size wise, places that had enough rugby league talent or rugby union talent. Um, yeah. So there's just a whole bunch of things that went into it. Uh, there's obviously, it's a rich sporting country. The, the country towns are disproportionately represented in the NRL, which is a fun fact that I learned. I read a Sydney university study about it. Is that right? That's true. And so, yeah, so there's, you know, fertile ground, but finding something that it compared with Queanbeyan was, was pretty tough. So I'd be interested to hear what your uh, first port of call my was. My process was. Yeah. My process, I had two processes. One was um, I, I figured a, a kind of cheat to do it would be think of like families. So people yeah, with loads of brothers. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. That, was, then, my first, that was my first stop. And then I was pretty confident with the towns in New South Wales, but then I had to kind of Google towns in other states about how big they were. Like mm. Batuta is an actual ghost town. No one lives there, <laughs> for example. Um, and some other places that I thought would be small were actually kind of big. Um, yeah. So yeah, places like in Queensland, I thought we would have 20 people in them and Mackay has 100,000 people in it. Yeah, like who knew? Yeah, I didn't know. Did people in Mackay even know that? Um, yeah, and so I did the same thing. I didn't end up using the families as my go-to because I then looked further abroad because I couldn't figure out a team that from from using those families I couldn't see a way of beating Queenbeam and so I then went and looked at I googled uh, Queensland New South Wales West Australian uh, cities by population and I started working backwards from there and then I started trying to figure out where I if I knew any really good rugby league players really good rugby union players and something that I could build a base around yeah, right. So should we talk about some of the ones we didn't include? Like we we knocked we thought about but knocked out? Yeah. So I guess so, go Yeah, you go first. Alright, so I'm gonna give you three that I knocked out actually. These were three that I really focused in on but couldn't quite get there. So the first one was Nambour from Queensland. I don't know where Nambour is. It's kinda of like in it's on the Sunshine Coast. It's like the inland bit of Maruchidor, I think. Right, okay. Um so it turns out, because I thought Nambour was kind of big, but it's actually only got 10,000 people. Mm. Um, anyway, that's where Billy Slater's from. So I thought, oh, this could be good. But then after that, it kind of dried up a little bit. Jake Friend is from there. So that's okay. pretty good. Yeah. Casey Maguire's there. I got excited. I thought it was Josh Maguire. No. But then I got confused. Casey Maguire was like a utility who played <laughs> matter. Also Scott Anderson. And then it kind of capped out. But it does produce a lot of champions in other sports. So. Yep. Pat Rafter, legend, obviously. Uh, okay. Probably not that good at rugby league. Probably also not from Nambour. What do you mean? I'll come back oh, to that we'll later. get to that. Okay. Yeah, just to be clear, there could be some um, people tweeting us around eligibility, I think. Yeah. Like, for example, Ippolito Fanuka Towers from Tonga and then played overseas after moving to Canberra. But he definitely played for the Queanbeyan Whites, at least yeah. for a bit. So we counted him in. Okay, so I had Pat Rafter. Ashley Nofke legendary Queensland fringe all-rounder yeah. who I think played for Australia a couple of times. Yep. But then it gets better. Joel Parkinson, legend. <laughs> Parko. Yeah. Then, second less best person from Nambour, Ian Baker Finch, IBF, <laughs> notoriously good and then bad golfer. <laughs> Won the British Open though. That's pretty good. Last but not least, hero of Nambour, hero of Australian television, Lee Castledine. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly. Oh, there you go. Are you watching? Do you watch Australian Survivor at the moment? No, I'm off it. Oh, mate. It was an absolute betrayal of trust the other night. But anyway, that's for another podcast. We'll save that for the, for the Survivor pod. Yeah, the separate spin-off Survivor pod. And then last but not least, also from Nambour, Kevin Rudd and Wayne Swan. Oh, there you go. No, they so used you, to be such good friends. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, some pretty poor leadership in there. <laughs> bit of a divided locker room. Yeah. Anyway, so Nambour got the flick. Then I went to, wait for it, because I knew this is where he was from, Roma in Queensland. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know where Roma was, to be honest. I knew it was kind of inland. Turns out that on Wikipedia, there's only seven people. Notable residents. Notable <laughs> residents. There's two Wallabies and five rugby league players. Yeah. But then there's no one else. Now, again, yeah. in the unlikely event anyone's listening to this from Roma or from otherwhere, otherwise from Canberra, tweet us if we're missing people. But get this for like a sevens team. So in, in order of like least famous and good to most... Fabian McCarthy, or Fabe as he was known, early Wallaby, played a lot for Australia. Wally Fullerton-Smith, rugby league player, played loads of first grade and played a bit of international rugby, rugby league. Ray Higgs, 
rugby league international captain para any related in relation to people that's getting edited out that's <laughs> <laughs> um, getting edited out then wait for it four rugby league players in order of like least good to good Willie Kahn like legendary Bronco grand final winner kangaroo champion tiny this town this town's only got 6,000 people he's the fourth best rugby league player they've ever had three Brent Tate legend needs no explanation two Arthur Beetson maybe my two and my one could be switched Arthur Beetson rugby league immortal which we discussed last week one of the great categories (laughs) And four, Darren Lockyer. So their sevens team yeah. would be unbelievable. Yeah, it would be good. I, so I thought about Roma too. That was one of my characters, a char- characteristics that I thought about as having a quality starting point, which was Darren Lockyer. Yeah. Then I found about Arthur Beats in. And you're thinking it's Didn't have good. depth. So Roma gets binned. And then the last one I had, because again, I was thinking about the family thing. Mm. This is a bit of a reach from a rugby league perspective. But... You know, as the Australian back row has proved, it doesn't matter if you're small these days in rugby union. So, Tiwi Island, yeah, 3,000 people. Oh, fun. There's four Riolis. That's where my head was at. <laughs> Morris, Cyril, Daniel, and Dean. Yeah. Ronnie Burns, Michael Long, like Hall of Famer. Yeah. Malcolm Lynch, Austin Wanamiri. Mm-hmm. Good talent, went off the rails, but yeah. pretty good player. <laughs> David Cantilla, Hall of Fame, like Aboriginal team of the century guy, Aussie Rules. And Anthony McDonald Tipumwadi, how do you say that? Is yep, that, that say? sounds very right. Yeah, cult hero. So that is um, 11 people? Yeah. Famously, um, you know, uh, my friend Nick Burgess, shout out to Burge, went up to the Tiwi Islands and got interviewed on the news. And uh, and they asked him, you know, how, how he's going up here. And, and he said, you know, in classic, like, year 11 dickhead style, he said, <laughs> yeah, just coming up here to, you know, teach them the international language, <laughs> the international language of football. <laughs> <laughs> so... For those of you who don't know him, Nick Burgess kind of looks like Brock Lesnar, so he would have been... So it looks a bit like a Damien Birkenhead. He does. He would have been quite a shock. Actually, he could add a bit of bulk to the forward pack there. Because that, that would be a small, jinky team, but probably a bit small. Nick Burgess' one, one visit to the Tiwi Islands doesn't, doesn't make it well, the team. I think that team's going to have a hard time, like... Holding the centre of the field against Glenn Lazarus. I'm a bit worried about your actual team. If you're going to consider that a one-time tourist who was teaching the international language is going to make the side. I ran out of people after 11. Yeah. Particularly Burge with his physical presence would be a welcome addition. So, um, so that were my three. So they all got binned. So I thought about that. Just before I forget, Tim Allen's got 3,000 people. Mm. That's pretty great. Yeah. So I thought about Roma. Uh, I thought about Alice Springs. Al Springs is, I, you know, is rich. Springs that small? No, it's quite big. Right. Uh, like 20 or 25,000 people. So it's plenty of Aussie Rules players. Um, I decided against both of those. I looked seriously at Taree, which is in the Hunter region. Um, so it's got a bunch of quality NRL players. One really good one uh, in Danny Badiris. Latrell Mitchell is from there. Boyd Cordner is from there. Sounding pretty good. Yeah, it's good. There's, you know... The Adamson brothers? Yeah, the Adamsons and stuff. So there's plenty of good players. It just wasn't exciting enough for me, to be honest. Adam Walno was from Woolley. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, right. so, you know. One of my good mates from uni is from Tari. He was a big woolly fan. <laughs> was he? Through. Yeah. Um, and the other team that I thought about was um, Fremantle. Fremantle, like Queanbeyan, is, major, is major city adjacent. It's oh, uh, like so, counting Penrith. It is a bit like counting Penrith. But if we can count Queanbeyan as, as a sole entity, then we can count definitely count... Yeah, I think uh, that's Fremantle. Fremantle did have a lot of AFL talent. None that I would consider. There's a couple of Hall of Famers that were from you know back in the day, but I wasn't looking at it going mm, that like that's where name like Jason uh, Jason Dunstall is from Brisbane. So I like right. tried to find him or you know Gary Ablett. There's nothing where it was sticking out to me where I could pick a guy a bunch of like Austin Wanamir. Yeah, I couldn't pick a bunch of guys who had never played rugby league and then you know conceivably put them against the Jam Donut Thirteen. Ricky Stewart and Glenn Lazarus. Yeah, so it just you know it didn't seem conceivable, um, which led me to my internet deep dive of rural Queensland country towns. Right. Um, so I guess before I tell you where I landed on, yeah. Do you want to say yours? Because I think you're pretty you're pretty confident. I don't think I'm pretty confident. My team I don't think is better than Queanbeyan. I don't think you can make one better than Queanbeyan. But I'm willing to. I'm I think willing to hear yours. Might out. have. I don't know that it has the high points of Queen Bee, yeah. but it might have more solid like across the board. Okay, great. Love so, to hear it. Where is it? Okay, so just 
first of all, I have to say a bit of a confession. I sort of blurred the lines a little bit, but my team is Kayama. Okay. Ice Creamery country. Home of the Ice Creamery. The ad for the ice cream for anyone who's ever been down to the South Coast. And the blowhole. And the blowhole, yeah. So this team is called the Ice Cream Blowholers. Oh, I love it. Even though I think the real Kayama rugby league team is called the Knights. But the Ice Cream Blowholers is much more interesting. Yeah. So the reason I slightly blurred the lines is that I think I've got some people in here from Jeringong. But seriously, if you can include Fremantle, you can include Jeringong. And I think that the Queanbeyan team, by counting in captains flat... Yeah. Sort of set a dangerous precedent. And also, sure. I did a bit of research. Well, first of all, Kaima's only got 7,700 people. Yeah. Um, Again, you knew the rules. Yeah. And that's... that's What are you talking about? There's only 7,700 people. Jeringon's only got 4,000 people. So the combined population is like 11. They're part of the same municipal council. Yeah, I look... Yeah. Government electorate, yeah. And they're only 10 kilometers apart. So I think I count that as the same. Yeah. So the reason I was attracted to Kayama, aside from the ice creamery ad that just plays as a loop in my brain at yeah. all times, the family thing. Mm. So the Morris family yeah. are from Kayama and the Sims family are from Kayama slash Jeringong. Yeah. So the Morris family, Brent Morris, champion, kangaroo player. Mm-hmm. Josh Morris, champion, kangaroo player. Mm-hmm. Their dad, Steve... Slippery. Slippery Morris... I think it's called Steve. Slippery Morris. Yeah, it's Slippery. It was Peter. Was it Peter or Steve? Definitely Slippery in my so, head. Slippery, champion, like grand final winner for St. George. Yeah. They have a little brother who's playing in the under-20s oh. for the Dragons. There you go. Yeah. Probably going to go to the Bulldogs pretty soon. Called Dylan. And then they had an older brother who's now a policeman. Okay. Who was apparently a really good footy player, but like stopped playing for some reason and then regretted it. So I'm like, worst case scenario, I've got five Morrises. So is that your backline? Your no, 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 back line? no, it's not actually. Sorry, but it's just like this is what my thinking. Yeah, five That's Morrises heaps. and three Simses. So Ashton yeah. Sims, Corbin Sims, and Tariq Sims. Mm. And I That's think their sister good. plays rugby league for Australia. Their sister's one of the best rugby league players. Yeah, lady rugby league players. So worst case scenario, got the their sister as well. So, so that was like a pretty strong base. That is a great base. Yeah. Question for you. Yeah. I think that Brett Morris is actually very underrated and is the best. New South Wales state of origin winger of my lifetime. Really? Yeah. You don't agree? No. I reckon... I think that Jared Haynes' performances on the wing were better. Ask Neil Henry when he's on his third (laughs) wheel. (laughs) I I don't know. It sort of depends. Like, Jared Haynes' ceiling, like that time he ran down the touchline, like, no one else can do that. But, like... Famously wasn't a try, even though we use it in every highlight reel. (laughs) I think Um, that... um, Brett Morris has been consistently awesome for like 10 years. He's fast, he's big, he doesn't miss tackles. Like, who do you rate between Brett Morris and Darius Boyd? I think New South Wales would be better if Darius Boyd was in the team. You think? Yeah, I think so. No. I, but I think that like, I think this goes to a, a deeper point of the fact that everyone keeps getting picked out of position in Origin except Brett Morris. Yeah, exactly. Who's been played as a winger. And he's really and good. He's, he's very good, yeah. Ironically, he gets picked out of position in my team. <laughs> so he's playing fullback in my team. Okay. But no, then, but yeah, he's a very good player. Yeah, Great player. I reckon he's a champion. Okay, so then, so so the, the, the base case for my back line was five Morrises. But then, get this, one wing, Rod Wishart, legendary kangaroo state of origin player, had a really funny stutter step goal kick, champion, played state of origin. He's really good. Then, a lot of people in this team are a little bit out of position because like Jerry and Kayama seem to produce a ridiculous amount of like champion centres mm. and wingers. So Famously, as you'll see with my team, centres... Can and will play in the back row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at the moment, I've got one Brent Morris, two Rod Wishart. So you've got kangaroo fullback, kangaroo winger. Yeah. Really good players. Three, Josh Morris, kangaroo center. Yeah. This is a good team. This team's pretty stacked. Yeah. Four, I was thinking about Dylan Morris, but he's only 18 and he's never played first grade. Yep. Then, hasn't stopped you before. Hasn't stopped me before. Then, number four, Jeff Shaw, wallaby captain and center. Wow. So this dude was like, this dude was like a champion, like the captain of Australia. Got in in the Wallaby Hall of Fame um, website, says, a fine tactician and totally reliable under pressure. A big burly centre, so he sounds well suited to Lee. Yes. Husky. He was punished and he had a... I can only assume he was a big burly man because of all the ice cream he ate. Exactly. A lot of ice cream and a big moustache, which probably carried a lot of ice cream around with it. (laughs) 
He was punishing in both attack and defence and a skilled ball handler and paid, played the game with an unusual finesse for a man of his bulk. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> He was this man. He was a big dude. Shaw provided the Queensland backline with authority and relieved the pressure which had been mounting on Paul McLean's young shoulders. All of the Maroons drew confidence from Shaw's presence on the field. So just, to, he, he played Origin? No, no, that's Union. Oh, okay. So I think he moved up to Queensland to play. Right. And his last game for Australia in Rugby Union was against New Zealand and Australia won. Wow. That was probably the last yeah. time Australia beat New Zealand. That's all we need to In hit. 1979. Goodness, yeah. Okay, so I've got kangaroo fullback, kangaroo winger, kangaroo centre, kangaroo... No, wallaby, cha- uh, wallaby captain centre. Yeah. Winger, it gets better, Mick Cronin. Right. All-time yeah. NRL first grade try scorer. Uh, yes. Point scorer. This right. team is so stacked. Yeah, this team is really good. So Mick Cronin's got a stadium named after him in Parramatta. This team is better than my team. It's better than anything. Um, better than anything. Better than Lego. Better than Lego. <laughs> okay. The halves. So I've got a halfback, Slippery Morris. Okay. So Slippery started his career as a halfback, but he was apparently really fast. He was like a... Slippery? He was, yeah, like a Preston Campbell-style okay. halfback. But then... I think he rose to fame when he got moved to the wing, but my team is so stacked that he needs to play in the yeah. halves. Number six comes down to the other Morris brother, the policeman, but I'm leaving him out. There's a dude called Jonathan Britton who was a first grader from the Steelers. Yeah. So he was also a centre. Everyone's a centre. <laughs> so you've got the halves is like, compared to Queenbian, who've got Ricky Stewart and Matt Giddo, yeah. not so good. But the back line is stacked and yeah, slippery will stacked. provide the running threat. Yeah. That Aiden sees it doesn't provide for no. the Raiders. What I love is that also the Morris family produced sons who play in the backs. The Sims family exactly. produced sons who play in the forwards. Exactly. It's really helpful. Like This team um, is very yeah, balanced. Yeah. It's Thanks really, really to the work of two families. Yeah. And then a couple of other random kangaroo wallaby legends who are there. Okay, so that's the back line. Forward pack. So you know that there's going to be three Simses in that forward pack. So you've got, um, let's say Ashton's playing prop. Tariq and Corbin are two of the, the two second rowers. Yeah. So good, good wall running second rowers. Other prop is another wallaby, notorious quokka assailant, Scott Farver. <laughs> so Scott Farver played for the Brumbies where he was a champion, moved to Perth where he went off the rails in Rottnest one time, still a champion. Big, good mobile ball running number eight who could also play six and seven. I think he would have been a good league player. So got Scott Farver at eight, um, Ashton Sims at 10. Hooker, Mitch Rain. Okay. Decent first grader. Yeah. And then wait for it. 13, Sean Timmons. Oh, wow. Another kangaroo player. Yeah. Team's pretty stacked. Yeah. Sean Timmons, you know, famously good under pressure with the the long field goal. goal. Exactly. And like Hardner. I feel like he's now like the coach of the Dapto Dogs or something. Like he's an actual steel worker or something. He's a tough dude. Yeah. He played first grade for Illawarra at 17 in like, he's a tough dude. Yeah. So forward pack. Scott Farber, Mitch Rain, Corbin Sims, Tariq Sims, Ashton Sims, Sean Timmons. That team is stacked. Yeah, that's a really good side. Then it actually gets better. So there are a couple other dudes who are first graders who are on my bench. I won't get into that. The coaches. Okay, so at the moment, Queenbian is coached by a combination of Joe Janiak <laughs> and David Ferner. And the stick man himself, George Lazenby. George Lazenby. Okay, the second best rugby league coach from Kayama. Was Warren Ryan, right? Like okay. legendary Hall of Fame yeah. coach. He's the assistant coach, and wait for it. On a bit of Wikipediaing, Jack, you probably know this. Warren Ryan. Do you know what sport he represented Australia in? No, I didn't. Shot put. Damien Birkenhead's his coach. Like he played shot put for Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So amazing. Warren Ryan, assistant coach and head coach Jack Gibson. Okay, he just shut the greatest the front coach door. of all time. Like the best rugby league coach of all time. Head coach. Warren Ryan, assistant coach. I hate to say, yeah, it's a really, really... The ice cream blowholers are going to be hard to get. Yeah, so I thought about... The first stop in my my family quest was the Morrises. Yeah. Because I knew that was an intergenerational thing. I didn't have the foresight to think of including Jerringong because I knew that the Simpsons were from Jerringong. Yeah. So I have a friend from Jerringong and I'm always getting up him for the fact that Corbin and Tarek are both... Slated to play for Queensland oh, yeah. if they ever get picked, or like, 
or Ashton and Corbin and Tarek in the middle is going to play for New South Wales. It's like crazy. It's, just, it's that map, that joke map that has the Queensland, yeah. Queensland everywhere. Yeah. Like it's creeping down. It's like so, toads that creep down every mate, year. That is, that is an unbelievable team. That's really well done. My team is not as good as that. Just on the Queensland thing before I forget, I was thinking about our selections last week. Thinking about Vunavalu for Melbourne. Yep. How long before a guy who's ethnically Fijian who grew up in Auckland who plays for the Storm plays for Queensland in state of origin? Like, surely it's coming. Yeah, you'd think so. Like, if yeah, you can get Jeringong, you can get Vunavalu. Yeah, totally. Jeringong, beautiful, actual New South Wales. <laughs> uh, I was, so in this whole thing, I was doing a lot of research about where players are from. And so one of the country towns I thought about, I thought about was Maxville, which is where Grey Inglis is from. Yeah. And it's where Part of like, Queensland. Yeah, famously part of Queensland, 200 or 400 kilometres below, below the um, border. <laughs> Sam Fardet is from Sydney. He's not from Sydney. He was just born in Sydney. There's a whole heap of Queensland players are just are from... Oh, totally. It's, it's, it is outrageous. Queensland for year 11 yeah. and 12. So it's actually like... So my team um, where I picked was Mount Isa. Oh. Yeah. So, Do you know what? I thought about Mount Isa and for some reason on the Wikipedia page of towns in Queensland, I couldn't find it. It wasn't on there. I actually word searched Isa and it wasn't right. there. There you go. Did you change Wikipedia? So I no, I did. Yeah, I did. You couldn't have just Googled Mount Isa? Like you doubted. So no, because was it like, wasn't on Wikipedia, you doubted that it existed? I was, I was trying existed. to look up Proserpine. I was trying to look up Roma, Batuta. I was trying to do yeah. a bunch of stuff at the same time. So, <clears throat> so my team is not stacked with rugby league players, um, but it has a couple of real goodies. Really? Um, so I'll give you my rugby league players first. So I think that my team has three first ballot Hall of Famers in their chosen sport. Right. And if you if you look at the Steph Curry example of the other day, where Steph Curry played a professional golfing tournament and he hit seventy four back to back, and so you just say that Calum someone who out. someone who is as good at at their sport yep. and has like a a good you know grown up body and is fit and strong will probably be good at everything else because yeah. that's just how the world works. Yeah. Some people get all the talent and the rest of us get nothing. But that said, my first picks were Scott Prince. Love Scott at Prince. Hartzak. He was so good. Scott he Prince was underrated. Was unbelievable. Yeah, so he guy. played for Australia, played for Queensland, played for the Indigenous All-Stars. He is all-time good. Yeah, agreed. My other rugby league player was really good, played for Australia, played for Queensland, Carl Webb. Oh, he was awesome. What is also good about Carl Webb is he's a prop. It's yeah. kind of hard to come by hard to proper come. front rowers. So you had Ashton Sims and yeah. Carl Webb is going to feature heavily in the Yeah. And then so the other NRL player who is... So I think, I'll stop you there. You've yep. got a better half than any half I have and a better prop than any prop I have. Yeah, I would agree. And I think, and I have a better second rower. I have a second rower from the team of, from the Queensland team of the century. Gene Miles. Oh, Gene Miles. Oh, that's yeah. good. So Gene Miles played like 20 games for Queensland. He's legit. Um, played 90 games for Brisbane. This is like, you know, before the NRL was the be and end all and went and played in England for a while. But this guy was totally legit and is the best second rower outside of probably the Queanbeyan guy. Uh, who Ferner. David Ferner. Mm. Probably maybe better than Ferner. We would say Ferner was better. Yeah. People not from Queanbeyan <laughs> might say Gene Miles was better. He's a bit of a legend. Right. And so, and my other rugby league player. So I think you'll find that my six and seven are better than yours. This one I was really happy with because it doesn't feature in the Wikipedia page. Oh, that's good. This was something that I found out because a few months ago I was Googling player eligibility for New South Wales. Nice. So I decided that I was like, who's the newest up and comer in the NRL? Bunavalu? Uh, Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponga's from Port Hedland. Went to, school, went to school. Went to school. Went to school in uh, in Townsville. Right. But in his childhood, him and his family moved from Port Hedland to Mount Isa. Oh, get out! Yeah, he grew up in Mount Isa. That's and good. So, yeah, and so that was just something that I had remembered somehow. And nice. I, yeah. So back to an electrifying half school. So my halves are Kalen Ponga, Scott Prince. I have Carl Webb. Oh, and Nathan Fein, St George of the War. Oh. I was thinking Hooker. about Nathan Fiend this week. Yeah. Because he famously pretended to have a New Zealand grandma 
Yeah. Got picked for New Zealand in what was originally called Granny Gate. <laughs> it's like exactly what's happening to all our politicians yeah. now. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Grandparent-related eligibility. Nathan Fiend also famously was the NRL boundary rider for a Canberra Raiders game a few years ago, where at the 70th minute oh, he congratulated right. the the, the uh, Roosters on winning the game. The Raiders then proceeded to come back and win the game. <laughs> so Nathan Fiend is not a personal favourite of mine, but he's in my team and he's a good proper. NRL international hooker, player. international player. Briefly international in New Zealand. So to recap my NRL players, I have Caelan Ponga, Scott Prince in my at the house. I have Nathan Fiend at hooker, Carl Webb and Gene Miles in the forward pack. So that's yeah, a good start. That's a good start. So that's pretty much where I decided that... That's actually where I decided that I was going to have Mount Isa as my team. Nice. Caelan Ponga was the last addition to my NRL players. Oh. Um, I only remembered that he existed... Uh, as a man, as a constituent today. We should call this podcast Heavy Collision Season 2, Kalen Ponga. Yeah, I thought about it. He's the new yeah. Mark War. Yeah. He's on every list. Yeah. Um, so then I'll take you to my Mount Isa specials, you'll probably call them. Yeah. So I did some deep diving and I figured oh, that... Hang on, what's the name of your team? Oh, I'll get to that later. I decided that uh, Mount Isa was probably a team that for a long time had local legends. Yeah. Um, but they weren't necessarily NRL players. It's quite remote. Very remote. Yeah. Um, and also in the in the vein of like um, uh, of the King Wally Lewis, yeah. everyone considered him the best player in Queensland, but he'd never played against the players from New South Wales. Yeah, and so until you know Queensland became part of the NRL, he didn't play against them. So there's probably a whole heap of players from Queensland yeah. who are incredible players. Yeah. Thus, I did some deep diving. Nice. And I found out that the Daisy brothers, the Daisy brothers, yeah, Vern and Frank Daisy. Vern and Frank Daisy were prolific uh, post World War Two, and I did discover that the post World War Two to 1995 was the golden era of Northern Queensland rugby league. That's a long era. Yeah, so that's, that's like 40 years. Ironically, 50 years. 95 is when the Cowboys, Cowboys are introduced. <laughs> so and so Vern Daisy is is my fullback, and oh. Vern Daisy is probably the greatest player in Mount Isa history. He led Mount Isa to seven uh, Foley Cups. The right. Foley Cup is the North Queensland Championship. Nice. So he was the best player on the best team in North Queensland for you know the better part of a decade. His brother is a second rower, so who I've like actually got playing. The Stewart brothers of their time. Yeah. So I've actually got the him playing. The Tavoyevich brothers. I've got Frank Daisy uh, playing at prop. Right. So these are two legends, local legends. I think they'll be really good locker room presence because they've been there, done the that. Community as well. been there, done that. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Connection with the community. They were there before the mining boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that you know, they're not Johnny Come Lately. They're not Nouveau Riche. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Frank Daisy is playing uh, a ten. Right. His brother Vern, which is one of my favourite names ever, is, 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 is a fashion name. Yeah. So then I have Terry Butler, who Terry Butler. played for the Kangaroos. Yeah. Um, back in like the eighties, he's recently passed. Poor old Terry Butler, but he was a winger, and so I've got Terry Butler or Peter Crawford, PC. Uh, was is currently an NBL player. He's a oh. six foot four small forward shooting guard. He won the league's most improved player. Right. Uh, he you know hits about sixteen points a game and he pulls in about six and a half rebounds. So yeah, I should decide that. Yeah. So I think that Pete would be a really good um, winger. Is he one of your first ballot Hall of Famers? No. So needless to say, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. But he's a good. He's been a good solid NBL player for a number of years. And given that I didn't know, I've never heard of Terry Butler. I've actually never heard of Peter Crawford either, except for the guy I went to college with called Peter Crawford. But he's six foot four. He's going to play on the wing. Yeah, he's obviously good. athletic, and he can catch the and he led the league in steals. Did so he's got good defensive instincts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Peter Crawford, PC, um, is on one wing, and I've got a bloke called Charlie Cameron on the other wing. Charlie oh, Cameron, Aussie rules player, currently plays for the best team in the AFL. He's good. The Adelaide Crows, and so he was drafted number seven a couple of years ago. He had nine tackles in a game recently. Um, yeah, averages like 16 touches a game. Uh, he's a good, just a good player. So really good, really yeah, good player on a really good team. Him. He yeah. was a rugby player at school. Was he? Yeah. I he love it. He was good too. Oh, good, because he's quite big. Um, yeah. You know, he's 180-something centimetres and 80 kilos. Also, like a rugby, like a guy who played like league on some Saturday, yeah. you know, on Saturdays and league on Sundays. He's a good... Oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, so I might even shift him so to the centre. where's he playing in the centre? Well, currently he's on the wing. Right. Because um, I didn't know about his rugby union. And so, but he also wants to. Brisbane really want to get him, right? And apparently, he wants to get traded back to Brisbane, but Adelaide don't want to give him up. 
But I love that. I love yeah. the guy that wants to come home because this is all about hometown love pride. and loyalty and yeah. pride. The Vern Davis, or the Vern Daisies of the world, you know, That's right. do it for Vern, as they yeah. say in Mount Isa. Yeah. Um, so then, yep. Yeah, so I've got those guys. I've got I've got playing in the second row. I've got a guy called Jamie Goddard. Jamie Goddard played for a decade at hooker. Yeah. yeah, he was the guy that punched Andrew Johns in the cattle dog all in brawl. Oh, excellent. You know the famous brawl where Andrew Johns gets knocked yeah. out in State of Origin in Melbourne? Oh, fantastic. That was Jamie Goddard. Oh, he good. Him. Yeah. yeah, he's tough. Yeah, so Jamie Goddard was a hooker, um, but I've got him playing in the second row. He's tough. Of, yeah, so he's tough, tough as nails. You know, Mount Isa, born and bred. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's you know more iron ore than man. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I've got a whole bunch of NRL players, rugby players, Vernon Frank, obviously, Peter Crawford. It gets a bit hazy from here. Hang on, who are the Hall of Fame? I'm getting oh, to okay, it. Sorry. Jesus. I thought you were saying that Charlie Crawford's a... No. What's his name? Uh, Charlie Cameron. Charlie sorry. Cameron, yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. So, like, well, he's probably got a bit of runway before he I'm going to give you... So my lock is not a Hall of Famer. Well, maybe he's a Hall of Famer in his own industry. I've decided to pick a Dallas Johnston-style guy yeah. playing lock. A guy called Mick Ruffin. Ruffin? Mick Ruffin... Did his first ever rodeo at age 13. Oh, I'm obsessed with rodeo. Yeah. So, you know he's tough as nails. Yeah. He then has had a long and distinguished career as one of Australia's leading stuntmen in so Hollywood. Good. So, he was in the Matrix movies and, you know, he was in all those, like, you know, plenty of movies made in Australia. Ruffy, as they call him up home, is no doubt a crazy man and he'll just make 50 or 60 tackles a game. Tackle his little heart out. Yeah. So, he was probably the worst of my picks. Oh, he'll be good. But I think, you know, I'm not asking you to do much. Dallas Johnston made a pretty good living out of just tackling people and getting concussions. So, you know. Do you know that the US rodeo champion is called Chance Outlaw? No, I didn't know that, but it doesn't shock me at all. It's Um, on TV now. It's amazing. It's like must-watch television. Excellent. Oh, I've just tricked myself. I've only ended up picking two of my Hall of Famers. So my first Hall of Famer on the bench... On the bench. Yeah. He's going to come on in a Craig Wing utility style. Uh, is Pat Rafter. Oh. Pat Rafter was Isa. born in Mount Isa. Yeah. What about Nambour? Nambour came later. Right. So, born in Mount Isa, Pat Rafter is... I could re- I confirmed this with my friend who lives there, right. actually. Pat Rafter is pretty big. He's like 180 odd centimetres. He's a pretty, like, thick, strong-looking man. Uh, he played second grade, albeit, club AFL in Sydney for a minute. Um, so he's obviously, you know, played a bit of footy. So yeah, good hand eye, good hand eye, you know, good, you know, uh, good with the ladies, great with the ladies, I'd say. So then, so he's the first ballot tennis hall of famer. Yeah. He's great. Uh, my other first ballot hall of famer, which is a, a good pick, I think is Simon Black. Oh, so Simon Black, former Brownlow medalist, three time premiership player. Yeah. Uh, many time all Australian. He's a really hard nosed, uh, in and under center. So I think Simon Black would be really good as a center in that, you know, hard hitting, hard running or, you know, in and under style, like get it done in and around the ruck. Yeah. Uh, I just think he'd be a good player. Yeah, he'd be good. So uh, Simon Black, I think is a good strong pick, good character guy as well. Yeah. Um, you know, always inexplicably finish high in the Dallium probably of this, of this competition. And then my fourth pick, it's a, it's pretty out there. Is this your fourth pick? Sorry, sorry. My, my third Hall of Famer and my last right. player on my team, Greg the Shark Norman. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the I picked shark. the shark. That's so amazing. The real difficulty... Is the shark from Mount Isa? So the shark was born in Mount Isa. But really? I did read that as a young'un... So he, as a young'un, he played rugby and he surfed. So I assume he got out of Mount Isa pretty quickly. His first dream was to become a pro surfer. Right. The real issue with the shark is I don't know when I, like, when I would want to play him. So in the yeah. timeline of his life, because have you seen him recently? Oh, he's jacked. Jesus, he's massive. So I thought about playing him as a 62-year-old man. <laughs> uh, current I just, age yeah, shark. current age shark. So I decided. So I'm playing him in the centres because I think he'd be a slick ball playing centre. Yeah, great hand eye. Um, yeah. So I think at the end of the day, I he's think like Simon's a just black. natural magnetic leader. Yeah. Unfortunately, not so good under pressure. Yeah, but that's why you've got the Daisy brothers. Yeah, that's why the Daisy. You've been there, done that, Vern Daisy. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably push 
Simon Black out onto a wing, and I'm going to push Charlie Cameron into the centres. And I'm keeping the Shark in the centres too, because I think he's just going to be smooth. Current age Shark. <laughs> I wish so. I'd probably play Shark at He 20. would be smooth. He'd be like a Mark Gaznier type. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think he'd be really good. Yeah. And so you sort of look at those guys who play golf like with that smooth swing, and you just yeah. know he could move it head, like left to right, right yeah, to left. Definitely. And he'd have a nice kicking game, I think. I agree. So to recap my man Isa 13, which is actually much better than, well, as I say it out loud, than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> So I've got Vern Daisy at fullback, Peter Crawford on the wing, Charlie Cameron in the centres, Greg Norman in the centre, uh, Simon Black on the wing, Caelan Ponger and Scott Prince in the halves, Carl Webb and Frank Daisy in the, as props, Nathan Fiend as a hooker, Jamie Goddard, Gene Miles in the second row, and Mick the Ruffy Ruffin <laughs> as lock. That's a good team. That's an inventive team. Yeah, and Pat Rafter as... as uh, Pat Rafter and former kangaroo... Uh, Terry Butler. That's a good on the bench. That's a good team. Oh, and before I before I finish up, so I don't have as as extensive a, a coaching staff as as Tim's team does. What I do have is an adversity spokesperson. Really? Yeah, Lindy Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> famously from Atlanta. <laughs> and my coach is Deborah Mailman because Who's for someone she's an Australian actor. Actor. She's been in like Secret Life of Us, Offspring. Oh yeah. So I think Deborah Mailman. As a coach, I think someone who's had that many acting jobs would have had a lot of acting coaching. Yeah, that's true. So Deborah Mailman, you're in. What I did, who I did leave out was Bill Sweetenham, who is the current Australian Olympic swim coach. Oh yeah, he doesn't crack my teeth. No, no. you much prefer yeah. Deborah Mailman. Yeah, him. all my players would be on still knocks. Yeah. <laughs> With Carl Webb in my team, I don't need any any people there getting up to no good. Yeah. So what do you reckon? Good team, mate. Really good team. God, where do you even start? I like. I like the inventive. I like the creativity in your team. Mm. Love the shark. The shark adds <laughs> quality. Yeah. Love the local dudes. Yeah. The Daisy um, Brothers pushing up. Pushing up. I like Carl Webb's nut job. He's a fantastic. I just yeah. love him. He's such a good player. He's just a tornado. Yeah. Um, Scotty Prince, Caelan Ponga, yeah. quality. Gene Miles, legend. Jamie Goddard throwing because you know there'll be beef in these yeah. inter-country oh, Absolutely. Games. You can't play a game against Queenie and not expect <laughs> beef. So Jamie Goddard will just hold his and Ruffy. Yeah. Or hold his own in that. Oh, absolutely. When going, it's tough. Um, that's a good team. I think, like, I think, like, if I think about the different teams, my team is like stacked with like kangaroo outside backs and mm. Sims brothers. So it's like my team looks like a well constructed first grade team. Mm. Your team is a collection of all time legends of different sports. So I feel like, you know, if it was a premiership season over 26 rounds, I'd probably win. Mm. Like, my guys oh, would probably win seven out of 10. Yeah. But, you know, when the chips are down. It's a one-on-one, like it's just a one-off. Plus yeah. the road trip to Mount Isa from It's a Kiana, big road trip, yeah. That's a big road and trip. And you put the ball in Vern's hands. You and, just and never like know what's going to happen. The, the pitch is different too because like... I assume they're playing very, in dirt with no shoes yeah, on. that's right. It's like dirt mulga scrub in Mount Isa. It's like Kiama is a very picturesque place. Mm. I mean, you know, that's like coming from England to play the, the, ash, the ashes on the whacker. Yeah. You won't be used to such a fast pitch. And Greg Norman probably kicked the ball 80 metres on that pitch. Oh, that's, oh, Minimum. I expect nothing less. So I think it'll be... I think over I think over 10 games, my, my team would win. I think you're I right. I think over a one-off game in the desert, you guys would be a good mm. chance. So what... What so, do you think against Queanbeyan, though? Yeah, so I think, like, I think you're right. I think that my top-end rugby league talent matches yours in places and beats yours in others, but it doesn't have, like, the sustainability over like the 13 or 14 men in the yeah. team. You know, you're making too many assumptions with the shark, <laughs> for instance. I do think that your team could be competitive against Queanbeyan. Yeah. I think that David Campese is better than yours. I think Guido and Stewart are better. Lazarus. Henjack is better than the Mitch Rain. Um, Brent Kite is good. Is better than any of the Sims brothers at his peak. I think, who'd you play? Who is your lock? Sean Timmons. Yeah, Sean Timmons, Terry Campese, pretty similar actually. Oh, I think I'd take a forward pack of Lazarus, Kite, yeah. Campese, Ferner and Thurling over three Sims brothers, Scott Farver and Timmons. Yeah. Like the, the boats are competitive. I think it's but much Lazarus actually, is better than anyone. Yeah. And Campese, Ferner and Kite are like proper real good yeah. players. Yeah. I think like as a whole, like your team is much better than I anticipated either of our teams could be. My team was was pretty good is quite fun but I don't think either could hold Queen Min's jockstrap yeah I think Ricky Stewart and under the current rules gets a lot of 40-20s too 
Oh, yeah, he would. He'd be amazing. Having only, I only just learned about the kick to kick thing that used to happen in rugby league. Oh, mate, the yeah. kicking duel. Yeah, the kicking duel. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So I recently watched a kicking duel. How so good was it? Was no one even at the time understood. <laughs> yeah. This is just so happened. Any of our listeners under the age of 35, please go and Google oh, kicking dude, duel. It's there's a classic it's between crazy. Gary Jack and Gary Belcher. Like the kicking duel just breaks out and no one understands why, yeah. but it's the best. <laughs> I still can't understand why. Dad tried to explain it to me the other day. I just had to hang up on it's it. It's one of those things that was like would like easily be debunked by modern sports analytics but it's just the best shockingly it didn't get debunked by whatever sports analytics there were at the time <laughs> even smoking at half time made more sense <laughs> than a kicking duel so I think we can wrap up the Queanbeyan All-Stars yeah. or the there's something in the water All-Stars yeah. by saying that Australia's got plenty of good bush talent Yeah, the, the Vern Daisies of the world can vouch for that uh, your team was better than my team I'll concede Queanbeyan still wins agreed right now that we've done with this week's, should we just spend two minutes yeah. on errors and omissions from last week's list? Yeah. So those who remember, we made our 15-man team made up of no more than three from any given sport. I came under fire uh, for my, well, within this room, for my pick, my pick of Richard Hardwick. I think at the after watching the Wallabies play the other day, we, wish, we all wish that Richard Hardwick <laughs> was in the team. But on, in hindsight, I would have got rid of Hardwick and I would have got rid of one of uh, Cooper Cronk, and I would have picked. I don't think you picked Cooper Cronk. Well, whoever you I picked, Cameron Smith. Norman was playing five eight. You picked Tom Trebojevic. Oh, Tom Trebojevic. I get rid of. So I get rid of Trebojevic, and I pick uh, Bernard Foley to play ten. Oh, I, mean, I pick Kurtley uh, Beale to play twelve. Yeah, and then I pick Fafita to play six. Right, and so I think that that actually makes it just an incredible team, a much better team. Yeah, that's a good team. My reflections were, after watching the lobbies on the weekend, I should have pushed harder to include Billy Vunapola, <laughs> Australian rugby players who have nothing to do with the Wallabies. We were definitely on the right track with Pocock, respectively, and in your case, Richard Hardwick. The other big <laughs> miss was Solomon Thomas, the NFL yeah, player. Yeah, huge miss, yeah. And the other the thing I'm sticking strong with is the amount of crap I copped about Kyrie Irving and then watching the Wallabies on the weekend, I'm like, put that dude anywhere in the back line and tell me he does worse. Like having never even seen a game of rugby before. <laughs> That's true. I, I just won't hear it. That doesn't mean Kyrie Irving would be good at football. Doesn't mean he'd be it's good. Marginally I, I less just, bad. I won't yeah. hear it. Um, so yeah, I wish I'd pick Solomon Thomas as a uh, probably a hooker, maybe. That would have then opened up. He's probably six foot six. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh God, this is He's another defensive answer. <laughs> okay, Solomon Thomas goes into my forward somewhere. That would have then opened up the opportunity to pick um, Robert Whittaker. And yeah. then I would have stuck to my guns on Billy Vunapola and my team would have been sweet. Okay, so Tim's team is still chock full of players who are ineligible. My team remains better. I think Actually, it got, my team just got better. To pick an Australian team right now that isn't scarred by the experiences of Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay, what we can agree on is that Queanbeyan is, if, if in doubt, pick from Struggle Town. And then, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, as a former resident, I can say that. That's fine. Cool. So I reckon we'd love to hear the feedback on our teams as we did this week. We got tweet plenty us of, anyone we missed. Tweet us anyone we missed. Uh, tweet us any towns. If we missed your town, let us know. Um, we actually shockingly had a lot of feedback on our teams last week. You saw those reflections in our you know, errors and omissions. So let us know. And um, we'll be back next week with another strange and wonderful list debate. Thanks.